0: Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 52. Today we're talking about the lost civilization of Atlantis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so before we get started, though, I just wanted to apologize for um, the lack of uploading last week. Um, I had a, oh my gosh, I've had the craziest two weeks. We it were really like, has been. Yeah, we were in L.A. for a project for a video that will go live on my channel next week or this coming week. And um, the night I was there, my grandpa had this huge stroke. And I didn't even think he was going to make it after that because it was really, really bad. Um, But he has been kind of like bouncing back and then declining and then bouncing back. And so basically, I've been at the hospital a lot dealing with that. Um, He was on life support they took him off life support now so he's doing better now he's breathing on his own they put a feeding tube in today but um yeah i just wanted to explain to you guys um yeah, why i haven't mean, been uploading too and i won't be uploading for a while i'm going to take a break just to be with my family and right for those take of you that for mental health. watch
1: your channel right and then obviously we didn't have an episode last week because right. because of this as well so yeah
0: i, I yeah um but there will be podcasts in February, even though I'm going to take a break from my channel.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're not stopping the cast. We've got yeah some more coming.
0: I just need you, you know, family first. You never know, like when you're going to have your last well, you time. Know, yeah, with exactly. It's just a good reminder. You guys like, oh my gosh, you really never know. I was. I yeah. Was and shook. families
1: are everything at the end of the day. Like nothing else <laughs> yeah. matters, but your family, you know, True. no career job money. There's yeah. nothing that can mm-hmm. replace the time you have with your loved ones. So yeah. And just, you, you know, know i'm local so
0: being available is important and um so yeah
1: but yeah thank you guys for all the the love support and you know thoughts and prayers and vibes and everything else like i he's gotten you know we've seen some improvement so yeah we really things hope are...
0: he'll be moving out of the icu soon hopefully
1: i mean he's off a ventilator so that's really that's big, the biggest thing yeah big thing a huge I mean, thing and when he's we still took alive so. it,
0: we weren't sure if he would make it it was just so scary but it we've is. had a crazy experience with it josh came with us to um oh god serious talk we had when we put them on life support that was a major decision um and we talked about you know end of life care how you can do either curative care or comfort care which is basically help like letting someone die with dignity it's basically transitioning
1: to hospice eventually yeah it's the end so we had to talk
0: about that and josh was in the room and the doctors i must say were just horrible like just awful. They were <laughs> not impressive. disrespectful to my family. Um, they yelled at us for interrupting at one point and um,
1: just pretty standoffish just
0: impatient and cold. They said, yeah, there was like he was like, he will never be grandpa again. There's a 5% chance he'll even wake up. Basically,
1: like you and your family were asking the doctor looking for some glimmer of hope. Yeah. And something to hold on to. And doctors obviously have to be realistic about things. But Just the way the fact that you showed no, not even an ounce of care, really, on you know, on a, a perspective sucked. And
0: yeah, it was disappointing.
1: Just you know, how some doctors are, they're kind of know it all. Some of them, obviously, yeah. not all, but
0: well, a lot of them,
1: it just seems like it. I mean, it seems like a lot. Just tough
0: run with doctors myself. So
1: try to talk over your head or act like you can't possibly understand anything medically, like
0: right. Mm-hmm. And
1: it, and I mean, it's nice to get doctors who respect you if you do do your research, you know. So yeah. we've had different experiences. Like we have a really great yeah, endocrinologist now. So yep, that's a
0: good. Who actually good yeah
1: gave us a little bit of hope in the American healthcare system. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, anyway, enough personal stuff.
1: So yeah, guys, we're going to be talking about Atlantis.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Whether for or not I'd it existed, about Atlantis.
1: And we're going to tackle that question because. Was it a myth or was it a actual place just forgotten and lost into ancient history? So, mm. so many interesting things about that. But the first thing or first story I wanted to bring up today is about Casey Hathaway, and this was like since we missed her uh, podcast last week. This was supposed to be last week's, but but the mm. y- week before, uh, this three year old boy went missing in North Carolina. Just like was at his grandma's house and then like wandered into the woods. Mm-hmm. And he was playing outside in the yard with two other children when he was discovered missing. And he was nowhere to be found. And so, I mean, this is in North Carolina in a rural wooded area. So this is, you know, kind of backcountry a bit. So scary. All kinds of things out there that a little three-year-old boy, you know, may not fend well against. So he was out there, though, for um, hours and hours and hours. And it was raining and they ended up finding him uh, a few days ago. If you didn't hear about this, but he was, yeah. I mean, they did huge searches for him. The FBI got involved. They had 600 volunteers. Like they heavily searched for this kid, and it was looking, I think, pretty grim. Like,
0: yeah. what are his
1: chances of surviving? Like over two days,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in nights You'd in think the wilderness, it's like
0: really grim chance.
1: So the fact that officers finally heard a voice coming from like a thorny, like bushy area, and there he was, soaking wet. In, in thorns like huge thorns just like scratched up a bit, but overall like
0: oh Looked gosh. fine That's insane
1: and nobody everybody's perplexed at how he survived it. and they asked the kid like how like what'd you do? Or you know, he's three years old. So obviously you can't <laughs> Communicate that well as to what you actually what happened to you But he told his aunt which was interesting to me is that a bear came and stayed with him for two days That He was out there a bear and I mean obviously as a kid he could have just made it up in his head or you know, maybe Mm. Imaginary friend, but he was like pretty certain about it and there are bears in this area So it's very it's possible that a bear could have came along I think
0: it's definitely possible and I think animals have a natural instinct to know like when something is weak and young like i think they can recognize a a crying three-year-old that's alone right versus a male that might attack them that they might want to attack back like they're not going to attack a weak you know basically prey um
1: is it possible that they could yeah yeah
0: possible but i feel like there would be i think they're smart enough that some of them would see it as like a lost thing like i think they are smart enough to know that there's so many cases of animals in nature taking care of kids or um oh god what was it like it was a long time ago i remember there was an amazing story about this kid who fell off of a boat and these dolphins just swam around him for like hours until people came and rescued him it's like protecting him from sharks it's just like i think animals do have that natural instinct to know when something needs their needs help
1: or especially like Can understand when something is young or like a young of age? Yeah, and just being as young. Yeah, it's interesting because it makes you think about the possibilities of well If the kid wasn't just completely making up this bear that he saw or that protected him or was with him Then what could have happened and you go down the scenarios and the one that you just mentioned is very possible that a just a wild bear came along maybe as a mama with her cubs or something and saw him just like crying and you know like if you ever think about your animals and cats and dogs, like they can sense emotions usually. Oh, yeah. And mine do. Yeah, and they can. When you cry, how many times do your animals come to you when you cry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that maybe on some level animals are able to really communicate with us or I think res- they pick up signals are. from us that you know we're in distress and they need our help. Mm-hmm. I think they can. I think dogs can too. do it. I mean, how do we know how intelligent a bear? A bear could be like. A human intelligence, for all and we I'm know. sure
0: their intelligence varies. It could have been a very smart bear. Yeah, it could have. <laughs> I don't know. I
1: mean, there and I'm sure there's other cases where bears literally attack, you know, kids and stuff, and you know, or kill uh, human beings. But at the end of the day, I do think there's like that sense, like a sixth sense that animals have, that they can just kind of pick up on energies, maybe or something. It's interesting. Maybe
0: they're more in tune with that type of energy. Or.
1: Another possibility is that the bear could have been like an angel of some sort or some type of
0: Bigfoot (laughs) that is out there. Dude, that hey, I was about to say I bet people are are we got to keep an open mind
1: guys. We do not know was
0: taking care of him.
1: That was one of the theories, actually.
0: Maybe I mean the cat would probably. I mean the cat, the kid would probably think it's a bear.
1: But if you you think a kid saw a sasquatch, let's just say, <laughs> let's just say hypothetically, okay, wouldn't you think that three year old kid probably seen Star Wars and probably would think it was Chewbacca? Be like Chewbacca. He probably hasn't me. seen
0: Star Wars. It's fucking 2019. He's three years old. The chances of him having seen Star Wars are honestly pretty low. <laughs> I don't know, dude. They got, like, Unless Star they like, got him on that immediately. Like, okay, sit down, kid. You need know, to watch these old-ass movies.
1: No, but all the new stuff. There's the Star Wars Legos, and there's it, all the kids stuff He's three, now. though. I guess maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying it's possible. Okay.
0: But. Well, I'm sure So I just, just a debunked fucking your Bigfoot theory. All right. That's debunked then. But no, it's I just wanted to
1: talk. The spiritual aspect to it could be because like a lot of people oh, who are religious an oh. prayed for this kid and they believe that the bear was an angel or some type Definitely of protective entity that washed over him yeah. or just protected him.
0: Yeah. And if you um don't know much about like angels in a non-Christian Celestial sense. Celestial beings. Yeah. Right, Celestial what we call beings yeah. or angelic beings. Right. Um, of the angelic realm. Um, they often are known, or I've from what I've read, they are supposed to ha- be able to take hu- um, form of animals or other humans or inanimate... Inanimate,
1: <laughs> inanimate objects.
0: Inanimate objects.
1: <laughs> inanimate
0: objects, yeah. Um, so it definitely could be like a spirit guide or a guardian angel because a lot of people believe that everyone has a spirit guide or a guardian angel or or more than one sometimes but i mean it's possible that child's spirit guide or guardian angel manifests itself into a bear and like how cool is that yeah i mean
1: crazier or it's just
0: a bear that is smart enough to know i i would wouldn't be shocked by that
1: but why would you know i don't
0: think he made it up that's the last thing i believe honestly
1: and i'm sure like with therapy and stuff if they do that and you know as he works through this traumatic experience like I'm sure he'll one day be able to tell us definitively, like what yeah. it was. Like I'm sure he'll always remember that mm-hmm. that time he was lost in the woods for two days and nights, That's true. Like, he is a little traumatized.
0: Nights. Maybe we should wait.
1: So I don't know. I just thought that was a really interesting story, and, and and I mean it's rare that you get like a happy story when it comes to missing people these days. Um, so it was good to see a kid come home that went out, you know was lost and missing and presumed yeah. maybe you know in a dire situation. So very happy to hear about that but the other thing that I wanted to talk about because it's starting to just pop up everywhere is DNA testing and all these companies that are now DNA testing people um, or you're you're signing up to do it if any of you've ever done ancestry or 23andMe there's family tree DNA but what's interesting and is starting to happen is obviously with the Golden State Killer and other cases out there DNA evidence is, is Being heavily used now and they're starting to go back and start pulling cold cases Mm -hmm. and solving them because of DNA Yep, and
0: there will be a lot more to come
1: So there's this kind of big debate out there right now is you know Should these DNA companies that we give our DNA to just give access full access to law enforcement to? Do whatever they want to do essentially and pull whoever's DNA They want to pull and, and search records and all that sort of thing. Should we allow them to do that or should we you know is there an issue with I think our dna being
0: i think it should be just the same as a warrant like you should have to get a warrant for case it like by you case should have basis, yeah right. you should um have to show that there's enough of a, Proof, a decent yeah. idea that this person right. could have been involved in something because um yeah when it comes to this kind of stuff i don't think you should be able to hide that f- like police should be able to access it if it's going to solve a murder of like a you know little girl or something like april tinsley was solved over the summer after 30 years
1: well that's the great thing about it because th- this has like good and bads on both sides really and the good thing about dna and all of us submitting dna is there they did a study that literally only two percent of the population has to give their dna in, in order to test virtually everybody's information yeah, it's crazy it's We're a like small amount to point. realize that you can go far back in people's family trees and eventually mm-hmm. trace back to whoever you want and that's that's crazy and obviously a great tool for law enforcement because they can just you know get their suspect's DNA and probably find out who it is relatively quick and maybe more cases will get solved maybe we'll be able to save more lives I, I sure hope so. So I like that aspect of it but the other aspect is you know giving our you know DNA to the government to these agencies is there a possibility that down the road they might try to use that against us in some way or try to make us pay up for it or you know hold it hostage in a sense like is there that possibility
0: I think the biggest concern is honestly the insurance companies doing that um
1: again for like healthcare yeah so that yeah I mean I mean that's a huge concern too
0: because they can be like hey we have your DNA here and we can see that you're like susceptible to all this this and this have these diseases in your family you know you're probably going to end up with this so we're going to jack up your rates that's what will happen
1: that's one possibility for sure
0: yes or
1: i mean right now there's just not enough legislature and laws that are going to regulate this thing because this is so new especially like all these new companies that are popping up but these new companies are making millions and millions of dollars off of our genetic information yep and they can sell it to who they want to. Exactly. They make the millions part. off
0: of it. And that's it's like not even their business to do the kits really. That's like a very small part of what their overall mission is. Oh yeah. Is. It's
1: the information they're getting. Right. Because think
0: about it, they're getting our future kids as well. Like their DNA. Or I guess not I guess you wouldn't because it's like a new mix, right? How would that work? Like if like will they have our kids' DNA because we and yeah. I both did those tests? Yes. But how would they know that we're mixed? Are... <laughs> what do they mix us up and then they get our kids' DNA?
1: I'm sure there's a way to figure it out. I'm sure there's. A well, oh yeah, they can. Back they can trace track... it back to the. Parents I don't know if you can sure. trace
0: it forward though. That's what I'm wondering. I oh. know you can backtrack lineage, but I don't know if you can like determine. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to because see... you wouldn't know who I would sleep with and get pregnant with. You know. Yeah. So you can't determine the DNA. So that's it. Okay. <laughs> so we'll tell our kids not to fucking do this because we should have known better than to do it. That was a mistake.
1: But at the same time, it's like we're, you know, so many criminals are getting caught. Like,
0: yeah, but we also might get screwed on insurance. We didn't need to do it. They just said they only need 2% of the world to do it.
1: (laughs) So I think I think either way it's going to happen. So basically, don't worry about it. Just give them up. Give up your DNA. It's going to happen eventually.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's that's
1: essentially what we're saying. So.
0: Well, I feel at least a little good that we did Ancestry because that one's supposed to be a little better than Twenty Three andme Twenty Three and Me is like the worst from what I've read. Yeah, they're the ones who just did the huge deal, like multi-million-dollar deal, selling a bunch of people's information. Well, and
1: then they're gonna like give it to big pharma and stuff to yep. to keep.
0: Yeah, coming to up with stuff. To, yeah, and, which in a way could. I mean, what if we solve cancer that way? There's goods and bads to this, just like technology or anything else um developing you know With yeah new things there's just positives and negatives pros and cons it's what about cloning life. though what if it pros goes and there cons cloning what do you mean
1: i think that could i think cloning is a very big possibility already in the future yeah i mean <laughs> likely is yeah i know we're cloning animals we're probably cloning yeah. humans too
0: i'm pretty sure
1: but like what if you know down the road you're able to clone body parts of yourself and they can like grow them in labs and shit.
0: That's so that's weird but i think if it helps people you know
1: like what if you know if you've lost a limb yeah. you could go regrow a it'd be limb amazing
0: and, to not have to wait for someone for a transplant someone else to die
1: you could create your own yeah
0: and then families could not even have to like donate their you know some people are very emotional about it even if they wanted that family member wanted to donate their organs a lot of people don't it's still weird like it'd be better for the family mentally if we could just engineer them,
1: true. It's very, and that's the thing about organs. it. Is there's so many pros and cons to it. It's like, yeah, which how do you judge it? Yeah. At the end of the day, I think it does more good. I just, as of right yeah. now, I think it does. Until I've proven otherwise,
0: it's like the internet. You know.
1: Yeah. It really there's is.
0: There's pros and cons to that too, but it's probably done more good overall because it's connected people. Yeah. And we've like learned a lot as a, we've grown as a society because of it
1: we have we have would you genetically engineer our child if you could
0: no no Uh -uh. if
1: you could pick basically everything about it no
0: because then that takes out the whole magic of it because then i would just the whole rest of my life i would think about fuck what if i was meant to have like a boy and i picked a girl instead you know or what if they were supposed to look a certain way and i'm fucking with it i just like there are certain things in life that i personally will not mess with like that's destiny, and I don't fuck it's with gonna destiny. Be a,
1: it's going to be a moral battle later in our lifetimes, I believe. Like, we're going to have yeah. some moral But if someone else some wants stuff. to do that, then... Yeah, I mean... I mean, whatever. Weird stuff, man.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're certainly not going to be able to stop people. It's clearly headed that direction, right?
1: It is. All right, let's fucking get into Atlantis, guys. Hell yeah. Atlantis is a story that we've all heard about, I'm sure, and have probably seen the movie and oh, yes. <laughs> the disney movie that's where i first heard about Atlantis. yeah oh me lie. too
0: for sure i loved that movie i thought Such it was so movie. like cool i loved how the the people of atlantis in the movie were like kind of like magical people they had like white hair and like light oh, I thought up it was eyes so cool yeah. yeah it was so cool
1: yeah just the idea of like an underwater civilization was and like... do
0: you remember they powered their things with crystals do you they, did. That? Yeah, they did yeah they. they would like a use crystals. a crystal and like lock it into their spacecraft and then they would like fly around in it
1: they they basically went off the legend that Atlantis was this ancient civilization that was highly advanced yep. techno technologically wise, like for the time, but also just in general, they were extremely advanced and like in the movie they might have used crystals. So very interesting. And this is such an old story. It goes all the way back to the days of Plato, the mm-hmm. philosopher, the homie Plato and his teachers.
0: Like a long ass time ago, right?
1: It was. Very, very long time ago. It's like ago. almost
0: 3,000 years or something. We're
1: talking like 360 BCE. Damn. <laughs> Before Christ, I think. I forget what the E stands for. But a long-ass time ago. thousands thousand years ago. And Plato, if you've never heard of the great philosophers, there's a bunch of them. But Plato's, or <laughs> Plato's, Plato was the student of Socrates, who is another famous philosopher. So Plato learned... I think basically everything he knew from Socrates and, you know, whatever Socrates knew. And, you know, they, they, they provided a lot of works that we still have today, which some of you may have read before. There's like the cave, I think, is one of them. There's like these kind of like stories almost that have yeah. these almost lessons to them. I, I almost think of it almost like Bible stories in a way. Because like the Bible's kind of that way where there's lots of tales and fables and or, you know, just stories that have a message or something like that. So a lot of his works are like that because he's, he's kind of the guy that's responsible for like Western philosophy, you know, and science really a lot of it stemmed from uh, the work of Plato yeah. so, and even religion and spirituality he's credited for as well. So it's 2,400 years since his work was done and we still have it today. It's amazing. So but it's doesn't
0: that make you think of all the other peoples we've lost.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, the Library of Alexandria, dude. Yeah. Imagine Um, everything uh, that we lost in there. Oh, no. We've lost a lot, and there's still a lot we haven't found. Yeah. So So when we're talking about Atlantis, the original story of this lost island comes to us from two Socratic dialogues called Timaeus and Critaeus, which were written about 360 B.C. by Plato. Now, these dialogues are like a speech, essentially, prepared by Plato to be told on the day of Panathenia in honor of the goddess Athena
0: Athena like my bunny. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they describe a meeting of men who had met the previous day to hear Socrates describe the Atlantis So according to these dialogues that they had Socrates asked three men to meet him on this day Timaeus of Lecrae and uh, Hermocrates of Syracuse and Criteus of Athens Socrates essentially asked these men to tell him stories about how the ancient Athens interacted with other states the first to report was Critaeus who told how his grandfather had met with an Athenian poet and lawgiver, Solon, one of the Seven Sages. So the way that this is recorded to me does kind of read as like a story in a way. It does a little bit, but
0: yeah. But a lot of people argue that like back then, that's, that's how, how they most wrote, things right. were written. That's how they communicated. Yeah,
1: I think that's very true too. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, because. It's not like they had like nonfiction fiction fiction necessarily. Yeah, and
0: they're not good. No, a lot of people think it's just they just Kind of like Yeah, just like decorative history.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense I mean, they're just gonna record it as it is and you know, the the Translation we're reading could be different too than the actual way it was written in their language or in their language, you know So it could be slightly different but it's interesting because this Athenian poet salon had been to Egypt where priests had compared Egypt and Athens and talked about the gods and legends of both lands. And one of these stories they heard was an Egyptian story about Atlantis. What's interesting to me is Egypt seems to know the most. like
0: yeah, they so really much knowledge know goes back to Egypt some stuff
1: because if you consider Atlantis to be real, and to be this amazing advanced civilization in Egypt is recording their story, then it makes you wonder about how advanced and crazy the Egyptian civilization was probably at one point,
0: doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah.
1: Because it's like, if they were interacting with this other civilization that was advanced, then Egypt was definitely advanced. And I mean, we know that they were pretty advanced, but it seems to me they may have been advanced on a whole other level. Yeah, like just so a different even, way
0: than we would imagine right
1: we can't even possibly understand but basically according to the story Atlantis ruled over several other islands and parts of the continents of Africa and Europe Plato said that the continent lay in the Atlantic Ocean near the Straits of Gibraltar until its destruction ten thousand years previous So ten thousand years prior to that the nation there had been established by Poseidon the god of the sea Poseidon fathered five sets of twins on the island the firstborn named Atl- atlas had the continent and surrounding ocean named for him Poseidon divided the land into ten sections each to be ruled by a son or his heirs so what's interesting is there's kind of two descriptions from uh these two writings from plato the uh Critias and timaeus they both describe atlantis a little bit differently but um so one's like my, kind of a more metaphysical one with the sense of the gods and goddesses which we might be interpreting that completely wrong too. There could be some other element to that as far. Cause I mean, we don't know whether the Greek gods could have been real or some type of real thing, or if they were just, you know, kind of imaginary gods. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's just interesting to me. But what was cool about Atlantis was that it was in, arranged in concentric rings of mm-hmm. alternating water and land. So like it moats was set in between. up
0: very interesting for
1: unlike anything in yeah. all of, civilization as we know it
0: yeah definitely we
1: I, I mean there's i don't think there's really any obviously there's cities kind of circular like that but not in the rings like that rings
0: yeah so it kind of looks like um those islands in dubai have you ever seen those the like palm tree islands where you yeah, stay on them yeah kind of like that but
1: it does yeah yeah, you know? yeah. no almost like an artificial islands with yeah be. mm-hmm. because it'd be weird for like in nature for that to occur
0: well know? i think they would have like set it up that way i don't think it was really just three yeah because these were like perfectly even rings so you
1: think to they it. they built up the infrastructure on water and created those like man-made Possibly, rings? yeah versus it being like an area of land that was concentric circles i guess
0: i mean it's hard to say
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing about this guys it's hard to say whether any of this hard is true because we don't know yeah. that much i mean so we're all speculating during this just so you know but Apparently, the land in Atlantis, the soil was very rich. The engineers technically accomplished the architecture extravagant with baths, harbor installations, and barracks. The central plain outside the city had canals and a magnificent irrigation system. But should they had plumbing, mm-hmm. too.
0: Yeah. Well, we know the Sumerians did, right? Pretty much.
1: Yeah. I mean, tons. Of, I, we, there's evidence of tons of ancient cultures having some sort of system like that. Yeah, plumbing system. So I wouldn't be surprised if Atlantis did, too. Um, but this uh, basically, they also had kings and a civil administration as well as an organized military. Their rituals matched Athens for bull baiting, sacrifice, and prayer. So it seems like the way that he's describing it, it's a lot like you know Greece at that time, probably the same state as Egypt. So it seems like it's not necessarily like Atlantis is this much more like kind of higher advanced civilization, but yet in line with the other civilizations at the time, possibly, yeah. but maybe a bit more advanced.
0: Yeah, from what I've like kind of heard, like heard historians talking about, is that they think it's like it was kind of fancy. Like it's, yeah, kind of, it was kind of like a high end. It's like Beverly place. Hills of yeah. Ancient Civ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like it was just, they were well, it's like where
1: the elites were, maybe yes. some of the rulers of the Cause planet. I think it was
0: small too. So, like, not that it was probably pretty exclusive.
1: Well, I think they were like an imperial power. And really did have power. They had power over different islands and parts of Africa right. and, and Asia too. Like, But it were... was
0: like their home base. Was yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Totally. It just reminds me of like Game of Thrones or something yeah, like how they're I know. Uh, their different houses. It's really interesting
0: up. to think about.
1: It is. So they, they had all of that going on. But at the very center of Atlantis was a hill. And at the top of the hill was a temple to Poseidon. Inside yes. was a gold statue of the god of the sea showing him driving six winged horses but then it waged an unprovoked imperialistic war on the remainder of asia and europe and when atlantis attacked athens showed its excellence as the leader of the greeks the much smaller city-state the only power to stand against atlantis alone athens triumphed over, over the invading atlantean forces defeating the enemy enemy preventing the free from being enslaved and freeing those who had been enslaved so that part of the story really makes it seem like they were kind of power hungry too. Like they wanted to kind of take over the world in a sense. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but what's interesting about this story and before we talk about the end of Atlantis, it's interesting to point out that there's uh different points in the dialogues that Plato's characters refer to the story of Atlantis as genuine history and it yes. being within the realm of fact. Mm hmm and it does seem like plato put a lot of detail into the description of Atlantis that may not have even been necessary.
0: Right. He yes, yes. Like it, why? There was a lot of description. And like I said, there was so much written like this at this time. Like a, like mostly everything, you know. It's just like the way like how else would it be written?
1: It's true. I mean, they're just describe. I mean, they can't record it with a video camera, so they have to like write it down and describe it really well.
0: Yeah, and they're going to make it sound. So the next person, yeah, yeah. It's not like it was like. Then there was a sea monster, you know. Like
1: they're not cavemen. It was
0: in the realm of reality.
1: Yeah, it's true. I don't know. It's it's really interesting. So basically, after this battle, they had and 9000 years before the time of Plato was even around the people of Atlantis because they were so imperialistic became corrupt and greedy and the gods yeah. so Zeus who's uh father to Poseidon right
0: yeah um, Poseidon's god of the sea yeah and that's what they think that it was really Poseidon right. that they pissed off um by being yeah like greedy and all about money
1: yeah it's interesting cuz Poseidon uh, had a son named Atlas the Titan who was this uh, son that we talked about that ruled over Atlas so That would make sense for why I was named Atlanta. Sorry. I'm just realizing that it's clicking in my head But yeah, so basically the tale is or the story goes that the gods got pissed because they were so greedy and decided to send a bunch of Earthquakes and floods and tidal waves and shit or a tsunami because and- yeah.
0: it's the you know, he's the god of the ocean so he can right. send like horrible ocean <laughs> things.
1: yeah that's so Poseidon, think. yeah, sent a, sent a bunch of shit their way. Yep. Sank him, the story. sank him, I but, guess.
0: You know, this whole element to this story, there's kind of a moral here, like about being greedy and not where you might right. get your ass wiped out by Poseidon. Um, so that also makes it feel a little bit more like a story, you know, like a cautionary tale. So I kind of see both sides, But then, although again, I really want to believe in Atlantis and I kind of do more than I don't
1: yeah i mean i think you have to give it the, a lot of the same credibility that you give the bible like if you think about it obviously there's a lot of proof to the bible like there's a lot of things that there's a lot of things that actually happened in the bible but there are also a lot of things that we don't know for sure happened. but people right. that we consider reputable told us that he, they yeah
0: you mean compare it as in and yeah, compare it mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying the stories are not written like Hey, this is fake, but right. like obviously it's kind of like, but then it's like, up to about, the interpreter. Some people believe that, you know, Jonah the whale really did, yeah, or whatever. Joshua <laughs> fought the battle of Jericho. It's not, the whale is not named Jonah, right? No. No, Jonah, <laughs> Jonah is the, the, guy the prophet lived that was the whale, was, yeah, the whale. Got so swallowed. So some it. people believe like that really happened or the Noah's right. Ark really happened. And or... no offense to anyone out there who believes those are like factual events. I always thought they were supposed to be like, like folk. Lore, like stories, like for morals, you know. Yeah, that's well, that's thought. how a lot of that's how a lot of people would perceive
1: that. that, but some people perceive that as facts. So it's the right. same reason so why. it's the
0: same thing with Atlantis. Someone
1: might perceive Plato's writings as facts, yeah, in a way.
0: And the Bible's written
1: thousands yeah. differently yeah. than you, did.
0: yeah.
1: So that that's just the comparison that I'm making. Is like that's why I think you know if you're going to take you know the Bible seriously and and the stories in it seriously, then. We should at least take Atlantis seriously, which I think a lot of people have because people are so fucking interested in it Want to find it and think it's out there. So I Just thought that was really interesting um, So if Atlantis actually existed, where was it where in the world was it and oh, There's a million answers to this because mm-hmm. People are constantly trying to figure out where it could be.
0: There's always like search teams and dive teams. And
1: you know, when people, people come upon islands stuff. that look weird or sometimes they see things under the sea that look, you know, kind of weird or unidentifiable.
0: Or they try to just like figure out for, based on what he described in the story, like where it would be. Um,
1: yeah, exactly. Where it'd be in the world because he did. He did kind of give a specific idea of a general area like the Mediterranean mm-hmm. area as mm-hmm. to being where Atlantis was. So when you start looking at the theories and you know, you start thinking about like a lot of people a lot of mainstream Historians and archaeologists completely think Atlantis is made up, uh, you know, never really existed There is no artifacts to find there is no evidence of it out there
0: Well, because it could be really fucking old like let's all remember Okay, so this was passed down to Socrates and then Socrates tells Plato. So think of how old this is and and this is this is like the Bible In a sense, that it was take a story that was taken and rewritten and passed down. So obviously, it's like playing a game of telephone. You're going to miss things. There's going to be missed major details. Like Plato could have had like a very small, small bit of the actual story and the truth of Atlantis because he just heard Socrates talking about it as a child. Yeah, he heard about it as a child. It's true. So, but I don't. That doesn't mean it's not true. If I mean these all these grown men, like important men, like Socrates, were saying. You know, and passing this on, it was obviously important.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, this idea that all these ancient people just like told stories all the time is is kind of ridiculous. <laughs>
0: they just must have been smoking weed and just yeah, reading yeah. stories, just making fun. up these
1: wild places they thought. No, they saw. I think they
0: were. I think in his mind, he could have thought, well, you know, this is a story from the past that isn't told. That clearly was important. Let me retell the story of Atlantis the best that I know it. And then obviously he'd have to make up some shit. He'd have to, you know, so there you go.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, and that's why a lot of, I mean, that's why a lot of historians think otherwise and think that maybe Socrates or uh, Plato, I'm sorry, was confusing, you know, just kind of renaming a different culture and civilization could have been Atlantis. Because one of the most popular theories is that Atlantis was the land of the Minoan culture, which is, Ancient Crete and Terra. Right, right. So it, and when you look at Min, uh, Minoan Crete and the surrounding islands, they do bear a striking resemblance to what Plato described as Atlantis. And archaeological records show that the Minoan culture spread its dominion throughout the nearby islands of uh, Aegean very roughly from 3,000 years BC to about 1400 BC crete was the capital for the minoan people with an advanced civilization with language shipping complex architecture rituals and games so similarities in the civilizations but i don't know i i think that atlantis is so specific that you know i think it's just kind of convenient to say oh yeah it's they he was talking about the minoan civilization but it's still very different but if you look at the uh, artifacts that they found you can kind of see why they would Maybe draw some comparisons and yeah, think that, you know, maybe Atlantis was really just the Minoan civilization because of the, you know, temples and shrines being really decorated and the architecture In- was
0: maybe it was inspired by.
1: Well, that's the thing. And, and I think it just shows at that, that time, though, God. we've seen across all the ancient cultures thousands of years ago. They were all doing this kind of thing. in in their way one way or another you know it might be different
0: wouldn't it be so cool to just go back and see all this like just to time travel i mean it makes me sad that like there's so many people's stories that have lived at one time that are like gone you know that just buried and that we'll just
1: never know yeah
0: like how millions and millions and millions of people's stories our ancestors
1: I know imagine if we had like youtubers in ancient times I could like
0: <laughs> it, oh my somehow gosh, record yeah. that what we're their like, like all right let's like. pull up videos from we could
1: go back to 2600 <laughs> BCE
0: let's it's like, see hey, what's guys, going I'm on vlogging.
1: <laughs> that'd be so interesting
0: oh well, let's Plato hope just that... put out a new book guys it's gonna be lit it's gonna go to the drop
1: <laughs> hashtag Atlantis is Manoa yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: that's funny yeah, there were some really cool designs, though. God, I love how they had like I'm seeing a ton of. I know that they had tons of bulls.
1: The um, bull is very important to the, the Atlantean culture and
0: the Atlantans. Yeah, and they share that similarity. They yeah. both worship bulls, right? Um, which is really interesting. It makes me feel good as a Taurus.
1: And another thing that's interesting is that um, Plato said that Atlantis was destroyed in one day. Yes, and yes, it there's a lot of reasons crazy. to believe that the Minoan civilization was the same way that they got destroyed in the, in one day and
0: It was really quick
1: Whereas with the Minoans the volcano erupted on what is now the island of Santorini Which mm. for those that don't know Santorini is about 85 miles north of Crete And when the volcano erupted it blocked out the Sun for days and the ash traveled to Crete and it started dumping tons of volcanic ash on them causing all types of catastrophic events to happen obviously on that shit Got hot ash flame and ash coming down on you like
0: oh, dude, that's like that's a hard ew. way to go Oh, oh yeah, imagine
1: like fuck
0: Yeah, like dude. the whole city that we're in if just lava got doesn't get you or you don't drown from
1: taken out by a volcano is rough. I guess he
0: wouldn't drown But the thing
1: about it is Plato never mentions that had went down from a volcano so that's where the big disconnect is between That theory I think is that mm-hmm. The Minoans were taken down by a volcano versus Atlantis was uh, pushed underwater, you know, tidal waves, tsunamis, that so kind the, of thing. Yeah, they think it kind of sunk, sunk into the ocean. Yeah, yeah right.
0: Mm-hmm. That Because it was probably, if it was a real place, it was probably built on, like I said, sand so it would be easy to be swiped away basically Totally, like it could have all been washed out to sea and that's why we don't find a lot of it or um, a lot of people are like you know like we've talked about there's no proof of Atlantis there's no like you know figurines or anything but there are so many little figurines and things that they have found under underwater that they don't know what civilizations from they don't know what time period there are things like that that could belong to Atlantis or could be something that we've already decided belongs to something else. And it actually belongs to the same time. But Atlantis, I mean,
1: yeah, it's, it's yeah. hard
0: to find proof for something that technically doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> is. Or if you don't even know where to look necessarily either. So right. the ocean's really fucking big. It covers like it is 90% big. of our planet. So
0: it is really fucking big.
1: It could be anywhere underwater. But even if it's in that area, I mean, the ocean's super deep. I can't believe we still can't just like scan the ocean. Like,
0: it's so much dude there's we've only that's how big 5% it is of it.
1: miles deep it's just wild, isn't it wild to think yeah. about like we live on this tiny little thin surface oh
0: my god and if you type <laughs> in like go to youtube and type in like monsters of the deep or like creepy things found underwater like oh my god it will show uh, it will freak you out you it don't need to really, go to really really other freaky. planets for aliens guys no there's, they're, they're, they're fucking literally down, down there you can swim down well no you cannot you take a <laughs> submarine. No, but normally they get videos from people's from like uh, oil drilling things that have cameras attached to them or people that are watched, like moving the cameras from above shore just to keep an eye on the drills and they see like the craziest shits swim by.
1: Dude, there is some weird stuff down there. Yeah, there is. There really is. Definitely is. So, <laughs> God, but I want to talk about where archaeologists think Atlantis is. Um, Some out there that have worked with like National Geographic, some of the more mainstream guys Mm -hmm. think that Atlantis may lie in the Donana National Park in southern Spain.
0: That's what I really thought. And like when I did a video on Atlantis, I was like really new to making this type of content. And I like didn't do a full spectrum of research, I feel like, because I decided like really quickly that I thought. This one was where it was because the documentary was there's been a ton of
1: documentaries like that Where they're like, oh, we're gonna go find Atlantis and they look in one area and they don't find anything really Yeah,
0: I need to just like redo it redo the video (laughs) (laughs) because
1: It's all right. It's all good. I mean nobody knows so that's the thing is you can't really go wrong Yeah, and this guy did have a
0: ton of research and like a lot of good evidence. They did
1: well It seems like a really good area. I mean, it's it's hundreds of square miles across and it's like Martian land yeah and
0: and there's evidence of the rings too right like they've done sound testing they've like found they believe it's under shapes the, right? under the ground mm-hmm.
1: yeah they did they did a bunch out of studies the out there to try yeah. to figure out
0: and they did find the patterns that they were looking for to show that there was something underneath
1: right well if you get, but they weren't
0: getting permission to go dig it up
1: well remember they got the like bird's eye view of the area and they were able yeah. to see what the underground looked like and there is this like Circular yes, piece of land, yes, circular shaped under mm-hmm, the ground.
0: Mm-hmm. So they think it could have been a giant tsunami came and basically washed that whole section out to sea and it all just like flowed out and it's gone. Yeah. Which and like we said, we've explored five fucking percent of the ocean. You know how much shit could be hiding out there, dude? Like think well, of the needle in the, the haystack theory. Like it's like that, but by like so much fucking <sighs> By an <worse>.
1: infinite multiplier. <laughs> Seriously, because. Thousands of years have gone by. The ocean's yeah. constantly moving. Yeah. There's constantly movement. Shit eating off the. Bo- I mean, shit gets covered yeah. up. Things so.
0: just fall apart too. Like be, a lot oh of things. God. We don't know what materials they were using. There, there's a
1: treasure trove of artifacts. Oh, I and know. Just information treasures. Imagine
0: there. if we could just do a giant scan of the whole ocean, and get anything important out like immediately. It'd be crazy. Yeah,
1: we could like create a laser map or something. And just like, like pull it all out. <laughs> Like, oh, look at all this. I'd oh, be crazy. I yeah, bet we'd find like a giant everything. metal detector.
0: You know how much money's under there? how many fucking diamonds,
1: diamonds, S-
0: bodies, skulls yeah, and shit, be an treasure, bob- old treasure bodies. hidden and buried under the ocean in like caves and Shipwrecks, shit. Shipwrecks, trash, gold, be. so much uh, antiques. And- we'd
1: find all of those like pirate crashes because there's yeah. there's metal stuff that will never dissolve. Right. That's just sitting there yep. waiting to be discovered. Deep. Deep, deep though. as yeah. fuck, And that's the thing we haven't mastered. The, I can't believe we haven't mastered the ability to like stay underwater for unlimited amounts of times.
0: Yeah. Yet no. we're going to and space, and we can't even go all the way down. I don't think. Can we go all the way down to the very deepest? Not part to of the Mariana's the... Trench. Yeah, no.
1: no, the deepest parts it's of the ocean. No,
0: the pressure. I think would kill us.
1: I don't think. We... Yeah, I think it's the pressure
0: it's just yeah i can't go deeper than 10 feet like i'm not even i go to like five and i'm like when i was a kid my ears i blew an eardrum so like i could never go underwater i tried to scuba dive in a pool as a kid and i couldn't even reach the deep end and i still can't really do it josh like really wanted to go scuba diving it's funny because he is like he's so scared of the ocean in hawaii we were just snorkeling and he freaked out he's like we have to get out of here
1: hey you know what the the Again, the you're always scared of the unknown territory, man. I'm not familiar I get it. With it. I
0: was freaked out, too. We, so we were swimming, and then I was ahead of Josh, and I was kind of, like, going really fast and, like, showing <laughs> off. And then all of a sudden, this giant black spotted eel yeah. went past me, and I didn't see it. Josh Five, saw it. He said it s- just six went feet right long, next to
1: me. Had, like, a huge, like, three-foot fish on either side of it swimming with it. I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't just – I just, like, froze. I was just like uh, – yeah like and
0: then you had to get the fuck out of there you freak freak out. me out because i'm like dude yeah. that's
1: bigger than me but i mean obviously it's not <laughs> gonna touch me or it just swam by me but yeah it freaks you yeah. out when you don't yeah. see it. i've never seen that before so yeah. i was like oh shit.
0: think of the other shit that's in there that's not the scariest thing in the ocean my friend <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, gonna look it's... like your friend if you see the rest of the stuff that's under there my god it's very true
1: creepy but one of the other things that these guys that were looking at uh this site and then Donana National Park said was that there's like an area where it looked like there was a rectangular object under the ground And after figuring out the dimensions of this area of this object, they discover almost exactly the size of The temple of Poseidon that Plato described, right? So yeah, and and I think it could make a lot of sense for it to be in that spot for sure
0: I mean, what are the chances, though, that you go to that spot to see and then that shit's under there and it's the same size? Like, mm,
1: That's very weird. That's pretty crazy. It really is weird. So and, there's a
0: good chance it was in this park.
1: Yeah. Actually. And Atlantis was like a port city. We know that. They yes. had harbors and stuff. Yeah, so
0: they quick. were a port city.
1: They would be with access to the ocean. I don't know if they would be an island, though. You know, like harbors, I think, you know, yeah. would it be an island? I don't think it was an island. Or would it be like, it could be like an island contained within. I think it
0: was kind of like Venice. A bay. You know, in Italy. How like, it like a floating through city it. yeah
1: in a way yeah. kind of on top built on top of the or water or at one
0: time it was uh like above water and then water rose over time and like they yeah worked it was around just straight
1: it. up global warming back then
0: i don't i mean yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know um but i i know that they like um had really well according to the legend they had really important precious metals and like things that were really rare and that other countries like egyptians would travel there and it would take them years and they would go all the way there just to get whatever they had yeah yeah they had special a special type of metal i believe They, i thought they called it crete
1: yeah that sounds i think that sounds right yeah
0: but yeah it was like a type of copper mixed with something else that was well. there's
1: probably more than just that that they were trading between i'm sure they had Different oh yeah, things they all but that's
0: what they were really known for, because that was like it was like exclusive to that area, and that's why that's another reason I think it's at this park is that area has, has that, that right has
1: been found there,
0: has crete there, yeah,
1: yeah. Then they were able to the archaeologists were able to figure out that there's a significant layer of methane gas trapped several meters below the surface. Yes, and methane gas is created when organic matter decomposes. So if civilization got wiped out, yeah. There would be a lot of methane there probably dead bodies.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of methane when they looked Crazy. Which
1: mm, I mean, I don't know after thousands of years the methane would still be trapped there and it's not like there was millions of people there So
0: well, I think it would we'll still, be, gas trapped still there. be there. How else would it get out? Yeah, <laughs> matter cannot be created or destroyed. It's not like it just disappeared. No, it couldn't it get moves. above it would just stay there
1: Yeah, maybe
0: if it's that far down. It's not gonna come through the sand
1: Maybe yeah, maybe just over time. It, I don't know. It's like
0: it's pretty mind blowing to think about.
1: <laughs> it is, but why
0: is it there? They have a detector. It it's is. not like they're making it up. It is there, so.
1: And they said that they did some dives in that area and they found some concrete blocks. They said that looked man made. Mm, there you go. So that's because I mean the other possibilities. It wasn't Atlantis at all. It could just be some other civilization we didn't fucking know about. I believe also
0: this location there's another location close to it that was um, basically a mini version of what a lot of people think is Atlantis. But it's like a small city that was that looks to be have all almost set up as like a memorial spot, like a remembrance of this is what Atlantis looked like. Because it's too small for anyone to actually like live in this little. Yeah. It's like a model. It's weird.
1: Interesting. But there was also nearby um, evidence that there was mining going on so like you said they were after the metal because there was you know the gold and copper and stuff yeah so it's i mean that maybe they were in the area mining gold and shit and trading it with other other civilizations i think gold was pretty heavily sought after for sure so that that's just one possibility that's just uh, one location not the one that i think is um the most likely one which is what we'll talk about next but First, I just want to thank our last sponsors for the day. All oh. right, boom, done. All right, let's 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 get back into this. So this, this next location is the one that I think is very interesting and, and p- perhaps may be where um, the, the city actually did live or this civilization, and that is something called the Rakat Structure or the Eye of the Sahara. Mm-hmm. This is a very interesting, uh, it's an actual physical, natural feature in the ground. In the country of uh, Mauritania in northwest Africa, where the Mari people were once led by a king there named Adla- Atlas. Sorry, I almost said Atlantis. Mm. Atlas. So, right off the bat, from their history, yep. they had a king named Atlas, which is same as Atlantis. So, that's very interesting. So, there was this Greek historian named Herodotus from 484 BC to 425 BC. And one of his achievements was creating what was considered to be the most accurate map of the known world at the time. And if you're, lo- if you're listening to this, there's a map that shows Africa and it shows uh, specifically this area where um, on the map it shows Atlantis, where he marked an area known as Atlantis. Mm. So th- this structure, this natural f- formation in the ground, is in the same area on the modern day map as this um, ancient Greek's map. So very interesting that there's that right off the bat. But not only that, if you're looking at this structure and if you're listening, it literally is concentric circles in the ground, though. And there's three of them. So there would be uh, three that would be water and two that would be land. So, that, so that's very similar to uh, the actual description that Plato gave Yeah. right off the bat. And mm-hmm. it's right there. This isn't under the ground. This is right yeah. out where we can see it which is really interesting. How big is it? So the structure is the same size that Atlantis was described to be, 14.5 miles diameter. So it's it's big, but it's not that big. And it also has an opening to the south of it which matches Atlantis's description of the south connecting to the sea. And if you're watching, here's some pictures of it from Ariel. I mean, that's that's, that's really insane. cool. And it's look really how cool. concentric they are and the circles are very
0: They're, yeah, clearly not just nature. No way. That that's, was made.
1: That's nature. Whether that's or not crazy. it was Atlantis, yeah. though. Like yeah. there
0: it's possible there have been other um civilizations out there who built similar ones to Atlantis or like copied from what Plato had said, or that maybe that was it's just true. kind of like a model that some places were using, or I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's really weird because <sighs> it does really the description okay. of the racquet structure is very similar to the way that Plato described small. Atlantis with the mountains on the north side that lead to very deep drops that contain rivers. Um, he also said Atlantis uh, had buildings made from lots of black, red, and white rocks. And this area has a lot of rocks that match the colors. Interesting. Right? And apparently, I just
0: think like how, how small it is though. 14 miles and then across. you have to think though that it's not like that whole space though can be used. Like you're only getting these out. little rings. Yeah.
1: So it cuts the
0: space down in half already because of the water that's there.
1: But we don't know how they built it, though. You know, they could have had built over the water, too. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe the water ran underneath it like it wasn't open to the air. You know, Mm. does that make sense?
0: Yeah, sort of like they lived on the water as well.
1: Yeah, or they built structures on top of the water, so I'm saying like stilts, you know, over water. So maybe the water was there, but they, they utilized it, but they also no, like, but the had rings, bridges over it or the something.
0: the rings, where there's like moats. Oh, yeah, motes. where there would actually so be. So that takes out all that space. Look at all the space that was a moat.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the, so the proportion of the land.
0: of space that people were, this was like supposed to be a place where people lived. No, that's true. Pretty but... small. I don't know it's pretty small.
1: It could have been eroded away over time. I'm just saying that it could have changed over time. If something well, actually no, happened because
0: it's three circles that are perfect circles. How okay. would they have gotten smaller all at once?
1: No, I'm just saying from natural disasters from the just natural evolution yeah, of the earth. Yeah, I
0: understand what you're saying, but, but still, you still think... <laughs> how would that how would it change unless it just kept shrinking as a whole? It's still perfect circles. There's no yeah, way it yeah. was changed shape by um yeah, it's just weird.
1: Mm, yeah. I mean, you got a great point there. Actually, it's not a lot of area to work with. No. But I mean, I don't know how but we, far. We, yeah, this we don't know how big it, is, it was too. either. Like,
0: it's not could like be big like new. that.
1: Could be like a space picture for all we know. Like yeah, that that's you're looking cool. at. It could be s- smaller. It's pretty zoomed out. I don't, I'll add a note there. But that, yeah, yeah, that's a great point, though. I mean, it's clearly
0: something built by people, though.
1: But that's yeah, no, it totally was because there's just so many things that suggest that. There was actually a well there that produced fresh water. Um, There's other wells in the areas that produce salt water because Plato wrote about how there was fresh spring well water at the center of Atlantis. So uh, that's one possibility. What's weird, though, and interesting is that this area where the structure is is completely remote and not many people have been to that area. (coughs) Sorry. You okay there? Sorry. need need some
0: milk. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so not many people have visited the area, but archaeologists have still found many different artifacts in the area, but they have no clue what civilization actually made them. Which, which is goes what to I was your point, earlier. yeah, yeah. We don't really know what things belong to,
1: right? The pictures I mean, are taken at the end of the day. We're trying to put together
0: way. a picture that we have. Like it's like someone tore up a fucking puzzle or mixed. You know, we're we're working with nothing here. You know, it's so hard to say you know how much can historians and archaeologists truly know for a fact it's not like they were there you don't
1: and and again like you said it could be a completely different civilization I mean they found uh, remnants of elements skeleton remains of elephants in the structure and Plato also wrote about elephants in Atlantis so yeah. it's interesting there you go so yeah I mean I think it's I think it's a possibility for sure but it does seem like 14 if you're Thinking 14.5 miles in diameter. It's still pretty big. It's a decent size and The pictures that we're just looking at were like a satellite view of the ricotta structure I mean, it's very possible and you know a Mm -hmm. lot of this uh, person that's done a really great job at looking at this Idea is uh, bright insight Jimmy Mm -hmm. on YouTube he has got a great channel does a ton of research on Mm -hmm. these ancient civilizations and things like that and he's measured out things and yeah, I mean uh, he makes a really great case for this being where Atlantis could be if it existed. So, yeah, that's I don't know. I think it's a very strong possibility. Um, but what's, what's interesting is when you talk about the end of Atlantis, um, is we start looking at the time frame that which Atlantis was destroyed, and you know when we first heard about the story, which was when Solon visited Egypt 2600 years ago. And so we know Atlantis existed 9,000 years earlier, so when you actually add 9,000 years to uh, 2,600 years, it equals 11,600 years, which means that Atlantis should have been destroyed at around 11,600 years ago. And this is significant because of the fact of something called the Younger Dryas Impact Hypothesis, which occurred about 11,600 years ago. And basically what this hypothesis is, is that a large comet fragmented, so in multiple pieces.
0: Like a shower of fire.
1: A shower of yeah, a shower of fire impacted the earth would cause a huge disaster.
0: Like how any um movie, like dinosaur movie in like shows. Yeah, but way worse, it, way worse than that. Way worse than that even. Yeah. Why? Like it
1: was well, it was just like multiple almost like multiple comets hitting the oh, planet at damn. one time. That just getting pounded again. by by this uh, impact. Damn. So with this, a number of different chemical signatures, carbon dioxide, nitrate, ammonia, and others all seem to indicate that an astonishing 10% of the earth's land surface was consumed by fires, or 10 million square kilometers were consumed by fire. So the like a ton of the planet was on fire at this point.
0: Oh, that's so scary to think about.
1: Which created a ton of ash in the sky, which killed sunlight for days. I wonder days, what that
0: and... made the earth look like from space. Like what that would look like on a satellite.
1: God, that would look crazy. Yeah. Like if the space station had a view of Earth getting pummeled, yeah. like actually the space station probably wouldn't survive. No. It would have got wiped out. Yeah, yeah, everything in space
0: would get wiped out. Well, not everything in space, but everything around us. But can you
1: imagine like ten million square miles just on fire and ash filling the sky to the point where it yeah. gets so it's dark for That's days. A lot. And all of our vegetation dies, animals start dying. And eventually, if it hangs around long enough, like in this type of event, you hit go into an ice age. Yeah. Because there's no sunlight.
0: It's like a complete reversal. Yeah. So
1: that's but that's is
0: that how it like I thought about maybe that's how it's supposed to go. Like maybe how that's how the planet resets. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing, is like, is that just a part of the cycle? Like is this gonna happen again? And that's that's what's really interesting about this hypothesis and and one that has been uh, put forward by Graham Hancock, who's a really interesting author and uh journalist and scientist in many respects. Uh, he's written a lot about this idea of a lost civilization, such as Atlantis, existing but getting wiped out by this massive, almost apocalyptic event, <laughs> where comets just rain down on the Earth, sending us into an ice age, and the temperatures Ugh, that's freezing. So wild to think about, to isn't like it that
0: happening? Oh my gosh! What do you even do? Yeah, you can't like hide in your house.
1: And there's evidence of this type of impact. Uh, near canada actually i think it if i remember it's like under greenland or something there's like a huge impact crater of something so there's there's a lot of evidence for this theory but a lot of mainstream archaeologists scientists out there throw it out and and don't don't think that there's any evidence that this happened but just to spoil you and make you uh nervous a little bit at the end of his book graham hancock actually believes that it might return again in our lifetime I'm not even gonna tell you the year because I don't want to freak you guys out. Fuck no! You got to read his book to figure it it
0: out. No, tell them now. (laughs) All right, so
1: he believes that this comet that pummeled us once, or Phoenix, as as it's referred to, will return by or before the year 2040, and there is danger that one of the objects in its debris stream may be as much as 30 kilometers in diameter, or almost 19 miles in diameter. So, a, some type of comet the fuck or fuck are we gonna do? Astral object, nineteen miles wide uh, hit the planet. But
0: what's? Why does he think that?
1: Well, you'll have to read his book to figure that out. We'll oh. have to ask him himself.
0: Oh, wouldn't that be cool? That would be a dream to get him on.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's done a lot of research. I I haven't read through his entire book and stuff, so I don't know the details on that. But
0: that's really scary. I don't. Like he does
1: that. have a lot. He has calculated a lot of things that could suggest this. So it's it is very interesting um yeah really hope (laughs) yeah let's hope not well that's the thing and i think that's why we're gonna start weaponizing space more than it is now because i think that is on everybody's radars whether good or bad or elite or whatever none of us want to be taken out by an asteroid or a comet or something so yeah that's uh (laughs) very interesting but the next thing i wanted to talk about is uh somebody named edgar casey if you've never heard of Edgar Casey, very, very interesting individual, very famous psychic.
0: Josh's grandparents are like Edward Casey super fans, like not even kidding. They fucking, they're stands. I
1: believe if I remember correctly. Don't oh, sorry, quote I said Edward,
0: this. Edgar. Sorry, Edgar. I always say Edward. Yeah. They are super fans.
1: Edgar Casey, And what's interesting about him is he's, he like was raised Christian and he's like very Christian, but he also is like a psychic and, yeah. and communicates. Healer. Healer exactly. Claire he's known point. as the sleeping prophet.
0: He's like a Wiccan. Yeah, he's a Sleep he give readings. Yeah. He would
1: lay in his office and give readings and sleep and then like remotely connect with his patient So bizarre, but he made a lot of interesting references to Atlantis through his readings and that he did with his his patients and it's very very interesting actually so if you don't know a little bit more about Edgar Casey he's considered one of the most prolific prophets in modern history like I said my grandparents uh, love his book um, love his teachings and uh, Readings really believe that he was a healer. I believe my grandfather actually Was healed by him actually had a reading by him. I'll have to double check with him But he's definitely told me something like that where he had a physical ailment He was like a medical healer like he knew a lot about healing the body and there's a lot of great works by him that are interesting reads whether you believe believe it or him or not or believe that he knows something you know perhaps divine in a sense about these different topics but he was a healer um, from what people you know who knew him and knew of his work believed and many believe he's more famous than even Nostradamus because he had 14,000 I've heard even up to over 20,000 different readings so he had a ton of readings and he was also more accurate than other philosophers And he usually gave his psychic readings for people that were in great difficulty or suffering. And he never asked for money, which is interesting, and he never took advantage of them. However, besides offering readings to people, he also prophesied about world events past and future. And one of those events that he basically spoke about was the lost city of Atlantis. And his predictions and visions of his Atlantis were about his discovery, history, and destruction. So he got a lot of information on it. Edgar Casey maintained that Atlantis was the first civilization which was technologically superior to even our own. So let that sink in for a moment and think, whoa, Atlantis, you know, if you think about the most technically advanced technologically advanced cities in the world, you think of like uh, you know, you think of Tokyo for one, you think of New York City, you think of you know uh what's the place in malaysia or uh kuala lumpur uh probably said that kuala lumpur i think is how you say it that place is uh really cool too but think about a you know an ancient civilization that was even more advanced than those cities existing that is what edgar casey said uh was the truth about atlantis he added that its last surviving islands had disappeared somewhere in the atlantic ocean about ten thousand years ago so this uh, lines up with Plato. Um, Casey revealed that the size of Atlantis was equal to that of Eurasia. He saw visions of this continent of the past, which had gone through three major periods of division. The first two occurred around 1500 1600 BC when the mainland divided into islands. The three main islands of Atlantis were Poseida, Og, and Arion. He claimed that the Alains were well versed in technology that harnessed the power of the quantum world. This included the use of crystals and sound waves for healing. So I was just saying that he believed that, you know, Atlantis had was even more technologically superior than any civilization today. This is what Edgar Casey said through the information he received about Atlantis.
0: That would be so cool. I would just Wouldn't love it? to see what it was. That they was had like.
1: crystals and stuff, that they used crystals and yeah, or they really sound healing, vibrations, frequencies. I think, people.
0: I think the basic difference is that um, between us and them kind of from what I've heard would be that they were like more advanced, but they were also, le- sorry, they were also more spiritually advanced and like in touch with the universe and harmonics, the way it all works. So Makes yeah, because like sense. We're, we're pretty like far behind in that aspect. You know, we could, we might be techn- technologically advanced, but our consciousness is not yeah, all that We're not that evolved consciously, right? Yet, right. So
1: maybe they were of higher consciousness, higher density or something like maybe they're just like a higher level of beings that lived in Atlantis because Edgar Cayce claimed that they were well versed in technology uh, that harnessed all those different things, they had elevators and connecting tunnels operating with compressed air and steam and they used quartz crystal science to mine gold, copper and silver from the earth.
0: So cool.
1: Right? They were adept uh, to the use of silicone chips at levels unrivaled in the modern world the crystal skull for example is cut with such infinite precision that no Known modern tool could have replicated the job. They really? were familiar. Yeah Isn't that wild interesting? Because they were familiar with the amplification power of crystals and laser technology, which is true We do use crystal yeah. quartz and stuff in laser. So they already knew this technology and memory chips
0: Wow, interesting
1: They also made use of or extensive use of mass mental telepathy, psychokinesis and astral projection into fourth dimensional consciousness.
0: Yeah. So they were like advanced as hell.
1: On all levels, spiritually, technologically, if they were uh, able to do this, he went on to say that the people of Atlantis had constructed giant laser like crystals for power plants and that these were responsible for the second destruction of the land. Casey blamed the final destruction of Atlantis and the disintegration of their culture on greed and lust Interesting so that lines up with Plato too Now if you think that this guy has any credibility or you know, you look into his work and you're like wow This guy was pretty legitimate It makes you really start thinking like could this information be more accurate perhaps or maybe what Plato was trying to convey Just he couldn't word it in a way that we'd understand or something and maybe yeah. he's receiving that message and translating it for us now so that we'd understand it.
0: Yeah, that's interesting to think about.
1: Isn't it? He also revealed that before the legendary land disappeared under the waves, there was an exodus of Atlanteans to ancient Egypt, which there is some evidence in ancient Egypt of Atlantis. Yes. Being in contact with them. Yes. Being seeing that like name doing there. business together. Yeah. Stuff. Isn't that God fucking Egyptians, man? they know so much he attributed the biblical great flood of Noah to be the result of the sinking in the last huge huge remnants of Atlantis so it does fall in line of this idea of sinking under the sea or waves coming over and there is evidence of some type of great flood that happened um, in history so mm-hmm. it's very possible that this civilization is at the bottom of the ocean which is honestly seems very likely at this yeah. point but he said that many Atlanteans actually managed to escape and hope to preserve a record of their civilization. Mm-hmm. So they decided to create two separate archives with all their history and accomplishments so they could preserve them. Casey said that the Atlanteans buried one of the archives under one of the Sphinx paws.
0: That's so interesting. Isn't Again, it? we go back to the Sphinx. Dude, Everything we look connected. at, so many things go back to something important is buried in or under or on or part sphinx. of the Sphinx.
1: That shit's been there so long. Yeah, dude. It's been there so long. can't,
0: like, go look. God. Wouldn't it be nice if you and I could just hop on a plane and go see for ourselves? Like, go (sighs) check under the paw? Why can't
1: we figure it out? Why can't we look? Because
0: they won't let us, dude. They don't want us to find whatever's there. Of course not. Because it's probably buried, you know, not only for, to keep it away from destruction, but also to keep it from being destroyed or
1: It could literally be a vault of information. It
0: could. It could be like a giant thing Hold of on. how their how their things worked, how their tools and everything.
1: What if it was just hiding this like
0: giant secret?
1: Giant entity or crystal or something that Ooh. we would find if we looked inside of it or took it apart or looked under the paw. I don't know, it's really interesting. But during Casey's otherworldly journeys, he would often reveal the past lives of those that came to him for information concerning their health, which is a common thing that psychics do. And he told a number of them that they had past lives in Atlantis. In fact, he revealed that a vast number of souls who lived past lives in Atlantis had been incarnating to America for a long time now. That's another thing that's so interesting, interesting about him is he's like a Christian that like wholeheartedly believes in reincarnation. And there's actually evidence that reincarnation was in the Bible previously and was taken out. Yeah, um, there is. I believe when the New Testament was written. So things have things are interesting about that, but the fact that he was able to read people and reveal their past lives are in Atlantis is very interesting. I want to know where my past life was.
0: Uh, I know. I was told I was an Egyptian man.
1: See? What if I was an Atlantean woman?
0: You might have been.
1: <laughs> we were together. Maybe. Maybe. For all we know, maybe you moved to Egypt, you met me. I was this goddess. (laughs) Bodacious (laughs) Bodacious Atlantean woman. But essentially the Atlantean's purpose was to usher in a new era of enlightened human consciousness. Casey referred to Atlantis no fewer than 700 times over a span of 20 years.
0: That's crazy.
1: And there is so much evidence of his healings and the people that believe he healed him or uh, channeled energy or some type of entity and healed them. So if you give this guy any legitimacy, any credit, I think you gotta take this account of Atlanta seriously to some extent, I gotta take it seriously. Obviously it's not, there's no physical proof, but you know, still still a good version of what could have been. So I don't know, I think you gotta take it seriously. Now this, now we're gonna go even farther out there and you're gonna have to open your minds even more here because this is just an interesting, this could be completely made up fiction but there's an author by the name Jane Egan who astral traveled to Atlantis. It's very interesting. And apparently this was also a Pleiadian colony, which the Pleiadians are a type of evolved humanoid race, extraterrestrial in a sense, type alien being Hmm. that may have lived here. So she believes that she had many astral projections where she visited this Pleiadian mothership. Well, first of all, if you don't know what astral projection is, do you know, you know, astral projection is right. Yeah. Basically, um, it's a belief that you can Basically separate
0: mental travel,
1: separate your astral body from your physical body yeah. and leave it behind and travel anywhere into the universe Yeah. on an essentially this astral plane where you can go anywhere, experience anything. So she believes she went to this Pleiadian mothership which was 500 light years from planet Earth and a small cluster of seven stars located in the constellation of Taurus, the bull, known as Pallades. The cluster is actually the eye of the bull in the constellation of Taurus. According to ancient legends, the stars are said to be the daughters and sisters of Atlas. Only six of 100 stars can be seen with the human eye. Now, the inhabitants of Pleiades, known as Pleiadians, are, like I said, a highly evolved uh, extraterrestrial race and the next step in our evolution. It is said that the Pleiadians are here to help us in our spiritual journey to enlightenment mm. So this is why they had the civilization here and actually Cherokee legend states that their people originated in the Palladis, uh Star system and they came to this world as star seeds of light and knowledge
0: Interesting, isn't it very
1: I'm telling you the na- the Native Americans and oh, yeah, like we've talked about before the aboriginals mm-hmm. Talk about these types of star seeds and star mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm So if this legend was true, then modern day Cherokee Indians as well as other Native Americans could have Pleiadian descent. Pleiadians have kept a record of the complete history of Earth's human evolution from the very beginning to our present time. They claim the Earth is 626 billion years old. The Pleiadians are of a fifth dimensional frequency, which is one of love and creativity, a Mm -hmm. goddess society, which worships family, children, and women.
0: Mm. Makes sense. Makes
1: sense, right? Oh, yeah. Sounds like a cool place. Fifth mm-hmm. dimension. So there's a bunch of dimensions that your consciousness can reach. We know this. And we are at a very low one. And these guys are a few above us. Mm-hmm. So they're not quite as fucking evil as we are. But she basically claims that the Palladian people were the creators of the city of Atlantis. And they were extremely advanced species uh, from the universe. Another place in the universe. Jane says that while she was astral traveling, she went aboard a white ship that had other people in it from Earth as well. It was very decorative and clean looking. She's, she then said that she started watching a projection of a beautiful city and a beautiful woman wearing all white. Mm. So obviously it's starting to sound like a, like a movie a bit here. But
0: Yeah, I was going to say this sounds interesting. It's here. an
1: interesting uh, story she's telling. But <laughs> the woman welcomed her to Atlantis and basically told her that she was excited to show the people the future and how the civilization of Atlantis was planned by a hi- hierarchy of the Great Ones these great ones saw earth and how beautiful it was, but they also saw how us humans were acting like savages, killing each other and other animals and overall being fearful of the unknown. They decided that they're going to do to help these people because they were not capable of moving forward. If they're going to continue to live like this. So in fact, these great ones had to take action and make a sacrifice by stepping down their vibrations so that they could tolerate earth's atmosphere and lower vibrations. So it's this idea that is out there. Um, it's kind of ties into the ancient alien astronaut theory that in the beginning of, of human civilization we did have help from extraterrestrial race of some sort and when we talk about aliens we could be talking just about another humanoid species that's just far more uh, spiritually, technologically advanced yeah. than we are, kind of helping us along, helping us evolve uh, maybe even genetically uh, becoming a part us. of us yeah, yeah, creating us in a way so it's very interesting. And she went on to say that they were, uh, the, these aliens were essentially aware of the ma- magnetic hues of the Earth and were here to keep it together and stable. They used the magnetic fields to find a place that was strong enough to where they could build a colony. That's interesting too. So the specific place that they chose to build was a place on Earth that had vibrations crossing, which meant that they were stronger and therefore had a higher vibration that would be healthy enough for these quote-unquote great ones to survive and colonize. So they started colonizing at first the humans were just uh they just saw this place as a bright light but were actually afraid to come near it so they kind of created this like almost like i don't know like light city um in this area that called atlantis so basically she goes on to talk about how you know they uh, she got a bunch of different information she obviously figured out how they started there And it goes on and there's this elaborate, it's, you know, elaborate detail about how they created houses and kind of how they integrated. Um, But essentially, the Great Ones gave the humans the idea to start writing books about the culture they lived in so that people in the future would be able to understand what it was like back uh, then. And she went on to say that Atlantis was situated between the old world and the new world. So, and she goes on to describe what it looked like. And a lot of it lines up to the way that Plato described it with the the rings and such. Um, So it's really interesting that, you know, this idea that it could have been a higher density civilization or extraterrestrial beings that were involved with this. And, you know, she talked about how they were really into the architecture. You know, my whole thing with this idea of it being extraterrestrial is like, why can't we find anything from it though? You know, like if it was that advanced, there probably would still be stuff around. Right. right? So why isn't there anything around? Or that we can easily find. I don't think it was
0: extraterrestrial.
1: So it's interesting though. And she also talked about how it was crystal energy that actually caused the havoc on the island before it was destroyed. So, and that it was also the flood that wiped out that was confirmed with her travels as well. So very similar to Edgar Cayce. So again, it's like, you know, there's similarities between all the stories between Plato, Edgar Cayce and, and Jane Egan. So I don't know. It's it's really interesting. I, I think that you kind of have to consider everything with Atlantis and can't really rule anything out per se because we just don't know. Right.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Our family group chats going a little crazy. I think something's going on with my grandpa. So. Oh, really? Okay. I got a call.
1: Let's wrap things up. But
0: if you want to end, you can.
1: But hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast about Atlantis there's tons more out there. Obviously, yeah. there. You know, we just covered some of the main theories, main things out there about it. Will we ever find it? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think we'll find Atlantis one day?
0: I mean, it's hard to say because, like, we're not going to find it. It's not like we're all of a sudden going to see a city. It's going to be little parts and pieces sign, of yeah. it, and um, it's not like we have any way to connect it back to Atlantis at the end of the day because historians don't even believe it's real,
1: right? So yeah, and it, it may not be. It could have been a just a story to teach a lesson, you know, it could just be a fable. Yeah. I
0: don't know
1: who knows, but
0: it's definitely interesting. There's so much more. um, Like Josh said, we could do probably a part two sometime.
1: There's so much to it. And there's so many different locations and theories about it. And I mean, I think there is a good amount of evidence to suggest that there could have been this, you know, event that happened that wiped out a civilization that was extremely advanced, maybe even more advanced than we are. Because it would kind of help explain you know the other civilizations a bit more and provide us some more answers about the Egyptians Sumerians things like that so I think there's a missing piece of our human history that we have yet to find Definitely. and that's why we're on the hunt for it that's why there's people out there researching the shit and trying to find anything that shows you know a different story from the one that you know we've yeah. been sort of told as the official yeah. <laughs> timeline of history at you know as far as we know and Obviously, there's people's egos mixed up into it and agendas, mm-hmm. but I don't know. History's so interesting; I find it fascinating.
0: Yeah, I do too. Especially when you think about something like Atlantis, like
1: or there being some, e- you know, ETs or aliens involved with it or something. It's very, it's very, fun to ponder. It is fun to ponder. So, hopefully, you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure you thumbs up the video, subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. We'd really appreciate it. But that will wrap it us up that will wrap us up
0: that will wrap us up we're gonna be wrapped up
1: we'll wrap this shit up but thank you guys for listening we hope you enjoyed it as always stay safe
0: and stay woke see you next time